Gore Friends, this is Mars. And Suri. And welcome back to another episode of Gore Friends, where we take deep dives into all sorts of horror films, old and new, near and far. Uh, Story is this week's, you know, chooser of best films. Why did I say it like that? What film did you choose, Story? <laughs> what film did I choose? You know what, y'all? I chose Warning, Do Not Play. Warning, warning, do not play. Warning, warning. Uh, yeah, warning, do not play. It's a Shutter original. Uh, so you guys stay tuned and take a listen to why you should not play this film, <laughs> movie, Entitled the film. Warning. <laughs> stay tuned, you guys. That's me doing our theme song, the end part. It's a good good reenactment. All right, you guys, as we mentioned before in our lovely intro, we are doing Warning Do Not Play. Um, And like I said before, it is a Shudder original film. If you guys are like, what Shudder? I've never heard of such a thing. Well. What? Who said that? Who's saying that? Shame. Let's not shame. They might just came in today. Okay. Might be their first day. Okay. You know? First day. First day at horror camp, huh? First day. First day. First day okay. Orientation. Okay. Girlfriend's orientation. So Shutter is essentially like Netflix with only horror films. It's pretty dope. Um, highly recommend it. Um, I believe it's five dollars a month. It's really really cheap. Um, but yeah, they have a lot of original shows and movies as well as like classic stuff like Halloween was on there a while back and a lot of good stuff on there. So this movie is on that subscription. And if you guys want to try it out for free, I believe they do a 30 day trial. So there you go. We are not sponsored by them, although we would love to be. Uh, I would love that. Yeah, I love you, Shutter. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, Story chose Warning Do Not Play um, and starting our show off. Why did you choose this movie, Story? Because I was like, you know, when was the last time we did a Shutter original? I can't think of of a time mayhem. other than Mayhem. Yeah, that was oh, a long time ago. That was like oh, episode no, was two. Not, was Leslie Vernon? No, Leslie Vernon isn't Shutter original. No, it's is not it? a Shutter okay. original. Yeah, Mayhem's um, the other, only other one. Yeah, and like, yo. Let's get on some shutter because I'm paying for the subscription. Same. Let's uh watch more shutter. Same, same. Um, and and honestly, you guys, if we're to be frank, the Netflix parties get kind of hard to pick because Netflix horror movies. Yeah, they're going picking. to a, they're going through a rough patch right now. When they're when having a real hard horror. time. Yeah, and like, but there's a whole nother Netflix for horror movies. Let's mm-hmm. utilize that. Let's support it. Real and top. here we are with mm-hmm. Warning Do Not Play. Also, because the reviews made it seem like it would be promising. Um, so the uh, thing I like about Shutter is that when you click on a movie, like automatically you're gonna see the top reviews for the film uh which on netflix you got to kind of find the reviews and like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. click around i don't like all that clicking i want to know right away yep so yeah yeah seemed promising 
And I'm having a good time talking about it. I know that. This is going to be great. Okay, so really <laughs> great reasons choosing this movie. Um, if you guys are like, what is this movie about? So, um, I have the synopsis here on IMDb, and it says, Mi Jung is a rookie film director, and she has been preparing a horror film for the past eight years. Ooh, relatable. One day, Mi Jung hears about a movie which is banned. Um, and it says, sorry, it like went away. Ming Jun wants to know about the film. She begins to search for the movie. Her search takes her to meet Jay Hyung, who is the director of the film. Um, he warns her to forget about his film, but she ignores his warning. Ming Jun's obsession with the movie leads her to bizarre and horrible cases. And yeah, that's pretty much the movie. Um, this was made in 2019, um, so very recent. South Korean film, it's foreign, and we haven't, I feel like we haven't done a foreign film in a while. Am I going crazy? Have it's we not done a little foreign? bit. It's yeah, I feel, like it's, I feel like it's been a, a while. Um, so, yeah. Train Sun was the last one we did. Mm-hmm. So we got, a, we got a foreign film here. Uh, so, yeah, that's it And in terms of casting crew. We have Kim Jingwoon, who is director and writer. Um, please excuse me if I butcher everyone's names. You know, I'm not really, you know, well-versed in Korean names, but I'm going to try my best. Uh, so we have uh, Ying Ji Siu, who plays Ming Jung, and Sin Kyu Jin, who is Jae Hyun. Um, so that's the main character and the director. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much the main people I wanted to cover. So we're going to go into our first main segment, Funny, Cool, Scary. Uh, what did you find funny in this film story? I wrote Coffee Shop Dude because I didn't know his name, but I guess that's her friend that works at the coffee mm-hmm. shop. Particularly the scene that got me was when she was sitting on her laptop at, in the coffee shop and she was staring at her computer very intensely. And then he just walks over there and you see him, like, get up in her space and go, Me Jun. she's like, what is the matter with you? <laughs> like, why are you just up in her grill yelling yeah. at me? It was so random. I was like, oh, okay. Whew. Okay, so then um, I wrote Beatbox Ghost. Uh, so I thought the ghost was beatboxing at one. <gasps> oh, I know time. what you're talking about. You know the scene yeah. I'm talking about yeah. It's yeah. Just making sounds. It sounds like there's a rhythm to it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think there was. It wasn't it was terrifying. I was like, this was, it was not scaring like, me exactly. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> I was getting into it. Um. And then director Kim, when he was, uh, like, telling his story and it showed a shot of him in the theater after his film played and he was just smiling and clapping for himself while everyone was screaming and running out the theater. (laughs) I was like, he's so proud. He's so proud of himself for this garbage for a snuff (laughs) film. He said, oh, I'm a... I'm going to be creative and make the best horror movie. And he made a freaking snuff film. Like, how is that? You cheated, yeah. bro. You cheated. <laughs> and he was so proud. He was like, I created the best. He made it look at real life Blair Witch. Like, this wasn't fake. This was real yeah. life. People died. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> That's all I got. 
Good stuff, good stuff. And I didn't mention before for our new listeners, um, spoilers all throughout this show. So, you know, if you like what you hear, go ahead and watch the movie before coming to the show. Or you don't have to. You could be like, F it and just listen to us, which we respect too. <laughs> F spoilers. Um, so for funny, I have a few things as well. I wanted to say, first of all, I wrote, I knew the opening scene was a dream. So a little backstory about me. I am a... You know, I have a history working at a movie theater for like five years and the opening scene, she's like, she falls asleep in the theater and she's by herself and she's like having trouble getting out and stuff. And I was like, nah, I used to work in a theater. We'd be like, get out. We had to clean this theater. Right. I was like, nobody (laughs) woke this up. They just left you there. I was like, dark. They locked up, bro. They locked up. Like. I was like, we gotta sleep. Like, even if we, like, it's the last show of the night, even if it's the last show of the night, we still go into theaters and make sure, like, people are out and, like, the doors are locked in the back or whatever. So, watch it. I was like, this is not real. This is a made up dream. Uh, So, I thought that was funny. And then, um, I want to point out the film nerds. I'm surprised you didn't point it out, but like the film nerds at the table that were just like going yeah. off about film. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's so relatable. That was me a few years ago. <laughs> you always yeah. know. Like, and I always think that's funny when you're, if, if, at least at our school, you can just tell who was in what major. Like the fashion students were just like dressed, of course, fashionably. And then like culinary students had like their little culinary outfits on. Graphic designers were like graphic t-shirts. And like nurse uh, film students were just like talking about film all the time, just being nerds. Like it's just, yeah, everyone had their little clicks and stuff. So I thought that was a funny scene. And they were kind of um, just chatting. And she kind of, Ming Jun just like goes up to them. And it's like, she's trying to get information out of them about, um, the film that caused people to have a heart attack and the scariest film ever or whatever. And she's like, if you tell the scariest story about this school, I'll do anything for you. And it's just like, they were so nerdy and just so eager to like, please her. Um, so I thought that was funny and kind of cute as well. Um, and I think that's about all that I have for also, I thought this was, I wrote this down kind of prematurely, but I thought this was funny. So there's a scene where she is finally she finally finds out where the short film is and she goes to the department and the guy's like I gotta go on the I don't have like authorization to get the footage off or something like that and he gets on the phone she pulls off her like a flash drive to get the footage off and I was like it's not gonna transfer that long depending on how big the file is (laughs) because I edit for a living and I'm like if that thing's like a gig, it's not gonna transfer that quick. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. I was like, she mm. transferred it onto her phone. I, I was, was like, like, how much memory do you have on your phone? And Monty <laughs> was like, oh, in other countries, they they get more memory. Like, like they oh. don't have restrictions like we do on memory for our devices. And I was like, okay, but that's a short it film. Quick, but it was only short. This it was, I think it was only like 13 seconds. It wasn't the full length film at this point. Like she opened it when she got home and it was like 10 seconds or something short like that. And I was like, okay, that explains why it was so quick to get the footage off. But I was like, if it's anything high, that's it not was, being I thought it was like a minute. Something like that. It might have been shorter. Long story short, it wasn't a lot wasn't to wear. Long. It wasn't a lot. It wasn't yeah, a lot. I thought it was going to be like a 30-minute film. I was like, yo, that's going to take way too long. <laughs> um, so I thought that was funny. And I think that's all that I have for funny. 
Um, do you have anything for cool? Sorry. I sure do. Um, All right. So first, uh, I noticed unique little quirks about the main character. Uh, that just shows the character development and the acting as well as the writing. Uh, it gives you some insight to how she is as a person. Uh, so like, for instance, whenever she put her glasses on, it's like when she's intrigued. Like, mm-hmm. she'll have her glasses off for a while. I noticed that, too, yeah. Someone will tell her a piece of information, and she puts them on and leans forward. And I'm like, oh, that's dope, because that's like an actual mannerism that someone could have. And uh, they're applying it to the character very naturally, but also it's noticeable so that you know what matters to her and it's like she's tuned out for the whole first half of the conversation and then you say oh but there is this haunted building and she's like what said <laughs> <laughs> what let me put my glasses on so I can hear you better <laughs> uh, that could have gone my funny too honestly because I was like are you gonna hear them better if you put your glasses on um the sound design I thought was good. Uh, also, it had a found footage feel. So, obviously, the director that made Warning, like, in the movie. This this movie is like Inception. It's like a movie within a movie within a yeah. movie. Um, so, the, pers- the person that made Warning, which is a film that she's looking for to watch... Um, he, I guess, was inspired by Blair, the Blair Witch Project. And so you get bits of, you know, that found footage feel in this movie. Only it's like shit goes way south and like people actually get murked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like on camera. And then he took it back and was like, here you go. So, <laughs> um, but I like those instances where it feels like found footage. And um, I thought it was cool that you get, like, a two-in-one. It's, like, a regular movie, mm-hmm, but then mm-hmm. it's also a found footage movie. I like at that, too. Um, I feel like the concept is super cheesy, but it's not a cheesy movie. Mm-hmm. Like, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like, this should have been way cheesier than it was. This feels like it should have been a B movie. Yeah, because the visuals like, are good. Like, the visuals and the acting, like, we'll talk about it later. But, yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah, like, the whole thing is about this um, girl that went to film school, graduated, made a short film, entered it in a festival, got a lot of appraisal for it, and got a studio job. And now she doesn't know what her next movie should be. So she's looking for somebody else's movie. Yeah, which so is she like trying to with... copy? Like, is she mm-hmm. trying to bootleg? Okay, I was wondering. Okay, I I'll figured she later. was trying to either copy it or she wanted to get inspired by it. I'm hoping. But I'm going to circle back to that in the themes mm-hmm. because I have another theory Ooh. for why she wanted to find that movie. But, uh, yeah, I noticed she was, in the beginning, she's watching a lot of horror movies, and I feel like she's trying to get inspiration. Um, and she pulls from real life, it seems, uh, because mm-hmm. her script is about essentially her and her friend were the two main characters. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it should have been a cheesy movie. Like, 
oh, a director made the scariest movie ever and gave people heart attacks and they ran out the theater and somebody wants to find the movie and watch it. It sounds like a B movie, but yeah, it's artsy AF. Um, And like the brief explanation they they gave for like why some people are drawn to horror movies and it makes you realize the impact that it has as a genre. And, you know, for some people, romance don't do it for them. Like, and why watch someone else's drama when life is full of it? So um, I feel like horror needs to stop being, you know, snubbed every year for award season. But because they explained in this movie, you know, some people have a hard time feeling anything and horror gives them their heartbeat back. Like, you know, I feel called out here. Okay, uh, <laughs> but that's what he said. He was like, he, he um, he attempted suicide. Um, sorry for triggers. I should have said trigger alert before saying that. Um, but trigger alert. You know, if you have any traumatic uh, experiences that causes PTSD or anxiety. Please stop this recording now. And we'll put it. We'll put it in the show notes as well. Yeah, so. we'll put it in the show <laughs> we notes. We got you, fam. Um, but the main character also she cut herself. She has three scars on her wrist, and then she finds a sort of kinship with the director of Warning because he too injured himself and landed in the hospital. And he explained that while he was in the hospital, a horror movie came on. Exorcist. The Exorcist specifically, he says, the scariest movie of all time. And it made his heart race and he felt something. And it was like, you know, really exhilarating for him. And he didn't get that from anything else. Mm -hmm. Uh, So some people wonder, oh, well, why do you love horror movies? Why do you like getting scared? And sometimes people have a hard time feeling other emotions and fear is always there. You're always going to be afraid of something, but you can control that fear when you watch, you know, a horror movie or go to a haunted house. It's you're putting yourself into that fear. It's not an unwanted Mm -hmm. one. So I thought that was pretty dope. Sorry if that went into like themes a little bit too, but I just thought it was cool because I've never seen a horror movie explain why people like horror. Yeah, true, true. Same here. Uh, But that's all I got. Rad. Rad, rad, rad. Um, For me, um, I actually don't have, you kind of took, you know, said it great yourself. I don't think really have anything for cool. I mean, I kind of saw some similarities from uh, the grudge a tiny, tiny, tiny bit in regards to like, like the weird noise that she makes. It was kind of like, kind of reminds me of the grudge. Yeah. The beatbox versus the, you know, traditional grudge noise. And then the ending where uh, the girl is getting out and then her friend goes to the place and gets killed. You know, he ends up dying. Right. I feel like he does. I feel like it. I yeah, feel and like which it. is hap- which happens in the at least the American version of the Grudge. I haven't seen the original version, but yeah, her boyfriend in the in the Grudge goes to the house at the end and you know ends up dying. So I kind of saw little similarities in that. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much all I have for cool. Um, what do you have for scary story? For scary, uh, 
even though it was a dream, her waking up in the dark auditorium, mm-hmm. one thing that I noticed I find very frightening is just waking up in a dark place. Like, I hate it when I, I take a 20-minute nap that lasts four hours. <laughs> I wake up and it's dark outside and there's yeah. no lights on in the house. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's horrible. And then you're by yourself. Like yeah. it's I hate that. Um and then uh I wrote the bathroom ghost. <laughs> so I guess that was the shot where uh we have our main character, Ming Jun, uh go in her bathroom because mm-hmm. she heard like it was like the door was rattling mm-hmm. and someone was trying to open it and for whatever reason she decides to open it. And no one was in there, but as she closes the door, you see a ghost appearing, like a silhouette, yeah. rather. And I thought that was eerie. I was like, mm-hmm. Sketchville. Sketchy, sketch, sketch. Um, and then lastly, the scenario of working on a horror set or any movie set, and the director is like Bonkers. plotting. Yeah, he's, like, plotting to put you through something, and you have no idea. It's like, bro, I'm just here to work. I just want to put a project <laughs> out. And he's over here, like, scheming even if I was on, like, Blair Witch Project, I'd be high-key mad. I'm like, you over here shaking tents, bro? Like, <laughs> I didn't sign up to be in a tent shaking, like. So I was just a little upset. I was like, and then you gonna let me die, bro? Like, so that's that on that. That's all I got for scary. Dopey dope. Um, I have a few more to add. Um, the like I said, the ghost in the dream sequence. Um, she ends up exiting the theater and gets to the parking lot. Anything in a parking lot and it's just you're by yourself is just sketchy, like Candyman too. That watching that movie kind of. I don't like empty parking lots, man. Um, but, yeah, she ends up seeing the ghost, and there's a... I'm like, I thought it was a decent jump scare for me, and I was like, oh, is this the scare from the beginning? I'm hyped. Like, I was like, okay, this is gonna be turnt. Um, but, uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty sketchy, and then when she goes into the director's... Um, I don't even know where he lives, where he rests his head. Yeah, I don't what know. is that? <laughs> It looked like a like an old crack house. So he just <laughs> made a bed there. I don't know. It's an apartment or I don't know what it is. Wherever he resides, it has a closet and a bed. I don't know. It's a um, building. It's a building. Sketchy building. Um, but yeah, when she goes into his house and there's like an altar to the ghost, I guess, and there's like drawings and stuff, and I was like, I don't like sketchy altars. Well, just altars in general, but like when it's for like supernatural beings, I just I get uncomfortable. <laughs> so yeah, I was like, oh no, I need to eat out of this apartment real quick. Um, so I thought that was sketchy. And that's pretty much it. I feel like the first scene was, like, the most tense. Oh, in the bathroom scene. Also, when she's in her apartment. I don't know why I didn't write this down. But she's, like, there's a scene where she's in her apartment and the ghost kind of attacks her in her apartment. And it's, like, first person. It kind of goes into my visuals as well. Um, But, yeah, she ends up, like, using her phone to, like, take pictures of 
of the ghost, which I have questions about later. Uh, but yeah, that scene was really sketchy. But I think all in all, it's not really... Mm, it's not really super scary, at least for me. Uh, I'll talk about that more and the relationship status. But yeah, I didn't find a lot of things super scary in this movie. Um, but yeah, moving forward. Uh, how did you feel about the acting and the visuals? The acting was decent. Um, a lot of people were like raving about the uh, main actress. And uh, that's part of what prompted me to watch it because they're like, oh, my gosh, she's so amazing. I thought she was good. I certainly thought she was a good actor. Um, And then something about the visuals that I noticed was they had like advanced darkness in this movie, which is always super scary. Um, But particularly, I think... What was it when the film crew that made warning uh, were first checking out the theater and they went downstairs into like the basement? Uh, it was just pitch black down there and all he had was light from the camera. And so, um, yeah, so all he had was light from the camera, and I was like, oh, no, I would not be going down there. It's a whole yeah. basement, and it's advanced darkness. Like, <laughs> they, there's so many scenes in this. Oh, speaking of which, advanced darkness, I have to turn the screen brightness up because that the movie is that dark. It's that dark. You know how in video games where they're like, oh, make the screen dark so you can see the icon. it so where you can just barely see the icon. And it's like, I don't want to just barely see. I want to be able to see the game, you yeah. know? Like, I want to watch the movie. I had to stop the beginning of the movie with the auditorium part, the dream. Because I was like, I can't even see. I have yeah. to turn up the brightness to watch the whole movie. So, just so y'all know, um, set design. Set design was pretty dope. Um, it was very authentic looking. Everything looked run down and haunted, as it should. Uh, very good. And uh, the lighting in uh, the director dude's place wherever that building is uh, it was <laughs> red it they, use, they use a lot of red lighting in this movie but they don't use it in the sense that I'm used to seeing it mm. uh, so I'm used to like creep show red lights Daniel where you know real. it's on the, Daniel isn't real where it's like on the actor the light is just like blam Harsh. it's red in here right mm-hmm. but in this movie the red is like in the background, like it's never shining on the actor's face. Have you noticed that? No, I didn't uh, notice it was, that. Yeah, it was, it was really interesting. They do it again in the theater uh, towards the end. And when we have the main character walking, like the whole back of her, like the background is red, but her and her surrounding area is not. But it's like red always falls in the background. It's like a backdrop. And I thought that was a really unique way to utilize uh, lighting and gels. That was dope. Um, I I wrote down wardrobe just because I feel like they assigned an aesthetic to film geeks. And Mm -hmm. it's mostly black and bomber jackets. 
<laughs> and glasses occasionally. Um, but yeah, I feel like they applied an aesthetic to film geeks. Like her whole aesthetic is like kind of, I don't really want to be seen because she's the director. So it's, it makes sense. It's like, oh, I just want to kind of blend in, but also I'm young and edgy. <laughs> so I just thought the wardrobe is really good. And, um, Lastly, I have the POV shots in this movie were good. It made it feel like a first-person video game. And it also added to that found footage feel, even when she wasn't watching, like, some of the footage from the movie. They did POV shots for her where it just felt like I was mm -hmm. watching a found footage movie. Mm -hmm. I thought that was cool. And uh, that's all I got really great choices um i agree i think the acting was really good um no complaints from anyone i think i think everyone pulled their weight really well main actress i think did really well um visuals it's like we said it's not you would think it, it's a b b rated movie but it is pretty decently um like stylized it's very clean i want to say i don't know if that's a, a description of visuals but it's very um yeah, I would say so not soft, but very just like clean, crisp, um, and just nice. Film um, quality. <laughs> film quality. Yeah, it's not. I wouldn't call. I would. It wouldn't be in it follows category, but it's definitely like nice um, visuals in terms of um, quality. And then yeah, I was gonna point out the first person shots. I love all of those um, parts in the scene because it just gets more. Um, tense when you have a ghost walking around and it's first person. You're like, when is she gonna pop out? Not crazy. Um, and then I think you kind of touched on everything else. I think you're gonna bring up the part with uh, her cell phone when and when she was in her apartment. Oh yeah, that was like they did a yeah. shot that was like going through her phone mm -hmm. lens. Yeah, that was, that was one of the crazy. yeah. That's one of my. It's probably my favorite first person shot in the movie itself um mm, i feel like i'm not contributing a lot this episode but you're taking all the you words know, out. <laughs> i just i took too many notes no i, I love it. it makes up for me it makes up for me it's perfect um so with that being said we're going to move into our favorite segment probably where did where they, they f up Oh, you went up an octave that time. <laughs> where did they F up? Where did they F up? Uh, they F up story for you? I mean, it, it just depends on where I should start, Mars. It just <laughs> depends. Uh, so first of all, when she was in her dream, I know it was a dream, but listen, you got to act right in your dreams, too, because... What you do in your dreams, you're going to do in real life. And that's what she proved today. That was the real theme here. Uh, so in her dream, <laughs> she's she wakes up in a dark auditorium. She sees a shadowy thing standing there. Like it was walking toward her. Then it goes behind a column. And then it's still just kind of there. And she decides to walk toward it. I'm like, why are you walking toward the thing? <laughs> why are you walking toward the thing? And then uh, she gets in, 
in the parking garage and she's at her car. She opens the door and she looks back and the lights start to turn off and she's yeah. looking. I said, don't look, get in the vehicle. Yeah. Get in the vehicle. Yeah. I'm just shaking my Why head this whole looking? time, you guys. And just she's like looking. She don't just look, y'all. She be walking toward the danger <laughs> and like, oh, are you a ghost over there? <laughs> like, <sighs> girl. And then I said, all right, this would technically be the Genesis FF yes. if the dream didn't happen. <laughs> Just write your own damn movie. Yes, thank you. Just write your own damn movie. Thank you. You're going through all of this. Thank you. I was like, this whole time you're investigating this, you could have been writing your whole... You you had... You said two weeks you'll be done. Two weeks, you said. Two weeks. And you wasted all that looking for this guy's house, looking for this movie. Like, yeah, no. Yeah, no. Then... I got I got mad at her and I didn't know where to put it, so I put it in the efforts. <laughs> you made me upset when she went to the director's uh, place and he was trying to get the movie back and he told her you're gonna end up crazy just like me or something. I don't know. He was he was trying to get it back. He was like, "Give me my damn movie back, right?" Yeah. And she was like. He's crazy. You remember when she hit him and she got away? She was like, yes. he's crazy. He, she literally said, he's crazy. I said, you broke in his house and <laughs> literally broke in broke his house. in and you stole. In the crack house. He broke into the crack house. He broke house. into the crack house, first of all. <laughs> and then you broke into his apartment in the crack house. And then... <laughs> You went through all of his things, rummaged through his Didn't pockets, put it back. Didn't put it back. Didn't put it back. And then took his film, my dude. Yeah. You took his hard drive. His hard drive. It wasn't just the film. It was his hard drive. Because the film was on his hard drive, right? Yeah. And she took it. She took yeah. it. She straight up took it. Yeah, it's not hers. Okay. Man, people start working for studios and they start getting lazy and they start stealing <laughs> movies. Apparently. She literally... Represents the whole a movie trying to steal a movie. Steal in a movie. Yeah. How far will they go? Um, and then my last one was uh, when the director found her in the theater and he tied her up and he thought she was the ghost. And he was like, Oh, you're not gonna fool me in that body. And then the ghost showed up behind him. <laughs> and I said, That's what he knew he asked up because he said shit. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, uh, he so, did. Yeah, yeah. You, you effed up. You yeah. She was like, "I'm human. Like, how would you tie her up and pour out gasoline without her effing you up by now? Like, come yeah. on, bro. That's all I got. So good, so good. I have a few to add to that. Um, I also have him, her going to the guy's house. Like at that point. You, I personally just lost respect for her as a character. I was like, I don't care what happens to you now because you put yourself in, like, like you said, she's stealing. Like, this whole movie is just her trying to steal this movie. And I kind of had to get clar- clarification from you because I was like, I don't want to just call someone a, a, a thief. <laughs> but, like, 
Check your moral compass. Yeah, okay, let me just make sure. Did she steal? Is she trying to steal? Okay, nah, fam. That ain't it. That is not it. And she even got, like, she got the little, you know, minute clip. I'm like, just use the minute clip for inspiration. Like, you legit want to do shot for, like, you legit want to copy this film, my dude? So, yeah. First F up is going to the guy's house. And also, can we just talk about how he still had that hard drive on him? Like, throw the way to hard drive. You're so upset about someone else seeing it and watching it. Like, why do you still have that in possession? Like, why? He was proud of it. It's like a serial killer. You know how serial killers save things from their murders? It's like trophies or, like, for scrapbooking. And they just save, like, a bow or a piece of clothing or something from someone. And, yeah, it's the same thing. It's like, I would just just have it in there. I'm not going to watch it, but I know I did it. So, essentially, you guys, the ghost made him crazy. Long story short, like, when he went to go film his project and got everyone killed, uh, I guess the ghost, like, did something to him, so he they, never got right well, after that. What they said was um, the ghost asked him what kind of movie he wanted to make, and he said he wanted to make the scariest movie ever, and so she helped him do wishes. that. She's just granting wishes? That's what the legend <laughs> said. I think um, it could have very well been something along those lines. I don't think he had a deal with her because she killed him in the end anyway. But I think that he knew there was something up about that place. And he, you know, put up his cameras and then he just kind of, he, it was too perfect. Like he, he set everything into motion, you know? Yeah, he definitely started it for sure. Yeah, so that's an F up. Don't make deals with ghosts that ask you for stuff. Mm-hmm. Just leave it alone. Just leave it alone. Um, but that's all I have for F ups here, I think. Um, so we're coming almost to the end of our journey. Uh, what makes this a scary movie for you, Story? And what are the themes? Well, it's a horror movie, first of all, because it's about a horror movie. It's a horror yes. movie about a horror movie about a horror, horror movie. movie. Yes, uh, yes, yes. And the ending is very confusing because it's like, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. movie was a movie? What part was all of this just a movie? I found myself asking. Like, I felt like the whole journey that we we're watching was the finished product of the movie that she made because she had, because she wrote a movie based on everything she experienced and so then you know we see that uh the studio loved her script and then you cut through like a montage of them filming the movie and her walking the red carpet and then she's in the auditorium and the movie is literally everything we watch starting from her waking up from that dream and then it didn't really look like her when they zoomed yeah. in on her. That's like, why it was like an actor, but eye. it looked like the same like, set. It... it looked like an actress, but the same kind of set. So, yeah, I'm not really. Yeah, it was confusing. It was yeah. a bit confusing at the end there. Uh, but it's a horror movie because it's a ghost story and it's horrific. You got snuff films uh, going on in there. It's a crazy time, y'all. It's a crazy time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the themes, I wrote three things, three possible themes. 
the first one being horror is necessary, but like everything, it should be in moderation. Mm. Um, the characters, I feel, got too attached to the genre. It was like a drug because, mm-hmm. you know, people do drugs when they're, you know, depressed and they can't feel anything and they want to yeah, feel yeah. something. And that's what leads them to the addiction because they become dependent on it. I feel like people do the same thing with horror movies and that's kind of what they're getting at here. Uh, the fact that they just never put the camera down and they watched it and he actually, the director even said, he was like, I cut and edited the whole movie and put and submitted it. Like, you can't tell me she did that by herself. Like, I know what I did. So it's like, bro, how did you watch your friends die over and over to cut it Mm -hmm. together into a movie? And then you released it. And I'm like, also, like, what happened to it? So his friends are dead. Mm Mm-hmm no one's concerned that he made it and he filmed the whole thing? Like, no one's concerned about that? Like... Uh, plot hole. That's what my plot question hole. were. Yeah. Like, okay, he's just... I mean... Yeah. I was like, you can't just have five people if, die and... Yeah, because even if he didn't do it, um, it would be obstruction of... Ju- well, that's American laws. Obstruction of justice. Obstruction of evidence. Like... You can't tamper with evidence, basically. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know what the laws are in South Korea. But plot hole, major plot hole. I read in the reviews there there is a plot hole, but I didn't didn't think about it until just... I mean, unless that's why he's living in the crack house, because he's on the run. I I was like, why is he in a cafe then? Because he reached out to her and was like, you need to delete that post. So he could be... yeah, he could be hiding out. I feel like I she should have made that a point in the movie. Like, okay, it's he just, is on the run because he was accused of these should. murders or something. You can't just make a whole film and submit it. That's You can't, you can't make a whole snuff film because these people legit so, die. Yep. Those people have families. Like, you can't just mm-hmm. make a whole snuff film and submit it to you, a You brought up a very good point. Very good point. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. I didn't even think about it. They had me. I was in it. I was nope. in it to win. I was like, mm, something nope. right here. Apparently, you just get away from with murder, apparently, um, out there. Just kidding. Um, uh, I have another reach. Uh, so, my other theme reach is how far do horror directors and writers go to... Uh, exploit stories that are based on true events. Mm. It had me think, watching this had me thinking about like paranormal activity and like other, well, maybe not that one. That was a bad example. Maybe I should start with like Zodiac and Ah. uh, what's another movie that's based on true events? Uh, The Haunting of Connecticut. Wolf Creek. I just watched that recently. Wolf Creek. Like it makes me wonder like, how much of it is actually real? Because they always say, oh, we exaggerated it. But what yeah, if yeah. didn't? What if a lot of the horrific things that we watch are actual reenactments of things that actually happened, but so far-fetched that people mm-hmm. just be like, oh, it's just a movie. movie yeah. You know? That's crazy. But, like, how far do they go to get those stories and find something to make the next movie out of, you know? 
Uh, and then lastly, uh, I felt one of the themes was art and artists diving so deep into their work that they become part of the work. Ooh. Yeah. And I, I thought that was the one to end it with right there. I was deep. like, I'm just, I'm just stop right there. That's the mic drop. That's the mic drop. drop. <laughs> mic drop. Mic drop. Really, I don't even you have. I can't drop. even. Like I said, story is just taking it away today with all of her notes. I don't even have anything to add to that. But you know what makes it a horror movie? Like she said, it's um, just doing research on a film, uh, for a film, and just getting caught up in this craziness. Um, it's pretty scary and working on a set and you know like stories of director being super sketchy and plotting against you without your you knowing um it's pretty scary and yeah um last but not least um i guess relationship status slash opinions and what can make it better oh boy uh relationship status definitely not committal uh, get ahead of that bitch. We haven't done that in a long time. Just, do people still listen to that song? I do. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good song. Not committal. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't see myself watching this again. Uh, unless like somebody else is like, "Hey, I've never seen this, and you got me curious about it." Let me watch it, and then I'll watch it with them just for that sake. But I wouldn't watch it again just because. So I would say that's like a hidden and quit it, right? Yep, that sounds about yeah. right. Yeah, yep, hidden yep. and quit it. Um, just because, like, you you kind of get mad at the main character, and you just a want lot. her to stop. You want yeah. you kind of low key want it to end right away because it's like just stop you're getting yeah. I guess for motive like the the motive of her like her like it doesn't even out it's like why put yourself like going to a crack house for a job like, oh is that just... that's what I was gonna say earlier too when you mentioned uh her stealing the movie I was gonna say uh was it really about her stealing the movie or was it about her wanting to see the scariest movie ever made and experience it because she's addicted to the fear mm-hmm. she's a fear addict. I mean since I think they maybe both because they do introduce her job kind of thing hovering over her head so I think that's the main motivation from Jump but I do get that feel of her um, liking horror movies a lot but I think most of this is just because she wants to steal this movie <laughs> she wants that to makes steal sense. this movie because of job purposes yeah that makes sense um, but yeah I'm pretty much in the same boat as you just hit it and quit it for a couple of reasons like because of that huge plot hole and also just, like, the ending was a little confusing because her eyes flicker. So I'm like, okay, she, she doesn't have the scars on her wrist anymore. So I'm like, is she possessed? Is that what's going on with her? Like, like I said, she has no scars. That little eye flickering that looks like the ghost eyes at the end. And she has a little smirk on her face. So I'm like, okay, is she taken over by the, the spirit? Um, oh, no. you know, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm sorry, I'm just like, agreeing with you. I'm like, yeah, you know what? That did happen. 
I'm just rethinking yeah, my whole life was, right that now. That was legit a thing. That was legit a mm-hmm. thing. So I'm, I'm assuming she got possessed, and I'm just trying to figure out what the the rules are of this ghost. Like, what is yeah. the motive? What is so? The I what? feel like I feel. See, remember when I told you it didn't look like her, the same actress? I feel like that was the ghost. Like the her hair length and what she was wearing. She looked like the ghost lady. She didn't look like the other actress to me and so I feel like because in the very beginning they tell you that this movie was made by a ghost that Mm -hmm. this whole thing was literally made by a ghost like she made the ish and the other girl didn't like the movie that we watched outside of the movie Mm -hmm. was made by the ghost it's exception. It. It's I don't know. Yeah, it's a little confusing. And like I said, I just want to know the but rules, the like, motivation of like the ghost. And it seemed like because a few times she like puts her camera up and the flash kind of like scares the ghost away. So I'm like, she doesn't like light. Is that what the thing with that is? Because she like flashed. She like took a picture of herself and the ghost stopped messing with her in the theater. Um, I feel like it has to do with being recorded. Uh, because when she died, the camera was rolling on her, which was dumb. I that that should have gone my FFs too. I forgot about that. <laughs> I was so like, wa- I was just watching so intently that I just forgot to take notes at that point. But when they were in the theater, they showed how she died, and she was doing a scene where she had to hang from a noose. And then there was a fire, and everyone started scrambling, but nobody helped her get down, and the chair got kicked from under her, and she started choking, and then I guess they just left her there? And, like, if she (laughs) was a star, you don't just leave her. And then, like, why didn't you get down? I would have just taken the thing off my neck. It wasn't on there tight. Like, it wasn't. She was holding it. I don't know. I had a lot lot of problems. There's too many plot holes now. See, hit it and quit it, you guys. Exposing the plot holes. Uh, But yeah, those for those reasons, I will definitely say hit it and quit it for sure. I do like what they were trying to say with the themes. I do enjoy that. Um, But yeah, overall, I would not watch this again. Um, But yeah, that's pretty much that's it. Um, Warning: Do not play. Literally warning, do not play. Yeah, please do not play this movie. No, you can watch it. I'm not going to You can watch you. it. You can watch it. I feel like a lot of Shudder movies, I enjoy the experience in the moment, but then afterwards, I'm like, I don't need to see that again. <laughs> you meditate, reflect on it. Yeah, I'm like, you know, that was the one and done kind of deal. Their experiences, you guys, these mm. Shudder movies, their experiences, yeah. once you've experienced them. That's that's all there is to be had. True, true, true. Uh, with that being said, we're going to hop into our musical break. Um, so go ahead and enjoy the tunes for a little bit. And we will be, when we will be back with this lovely Sounds Like a Horror Movie. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs>
welcome back. Hope you enjoyed your musical break. I know we did. So moving on, we're going to start us off with some businessy stuff as usual. Um, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at GoreFriends. We have an email, which is GoreFriendsPodcast at gmail.com. We have a Google Voice number, which you can call, leave a voicemail with some kind words, recommendations, or your own sounds like a horror movie, which we always enjoy from the bottom of our heart. We are on iTunes, so if you want to go on there and rate us, that would be amazing because it helps us um, get higher on the charts as well as make it easier um, for people to find us. We're on Patreon, so if you want to donate $1, 5 or $10 a month, um, you can for awesome perks. The $5 tier is our most popular. That one you get Gore Gang sticker, you get access to our Netflix parties. Um, we have Gore Friends TV, in which we cover um, horror-themed TV shows, like we're doing Hill House right now, so that's really fun. And, let me see. Oh yeah, we're also on Twitch. So usually on Monday nights um, at 7.30, we stream live on Twitch. So just ch- search us on Twitch, at Gore Friends, and you can chat with us live. We watch some short horror films. It's a really good time. And last but not least, if you are a musical artist and you would like your stuff um, played on the show for free, just go ahead and hit us up on any avenues mentioned. And if we check it out, we'll go ahead and play it. And that's on free. Yeah, and that's and that's free. And that's free. Um, so mm-hmm. that being said, we are going to go into our Sound Like a Horror Movie. I'm excited to read this one because this one sketched me out a bit. Mm-mm. So, yep, yep. Yeah, so this was taken from good old Reddit. It's in the Let's Not Meet Reddit, um, which is the subreddit where people talk about really eerie encounters they've had with people, um, or almost encounters with people. And this one is titled, A Phone Call Possibly Saved Us. Um, it was posted a month ago by Joe D. Corey. So this happened a couple of years ago when I was 13 and my brother was 11. My parents had to go out and thought it would be better to leave me and my brother home alone, so that's what they did. They left They left taking my little sister with them. Me and my brother were all the way down in our basement, which is where we had our video game set up, so two of us were just downstairs playing Mario Kart on our Wii. We had the home phone in between us just in case one of our parents called. About an hour goes by and the phone starts to ring. We look down on the caller ID... We look down the caller ID, and it's our uncle. We decide to just let it ring. And and how our phone worked, it would ring about five times, then stop. One ring, two, two ring, three rings. The phone stops ringing. My brother doesn't pay attention to it, but I do. I realize that the only reason for it to stop that early is if someone picked up and we were home alone. I got really suspicious and my paranoia gets the better of me and I take my brother and we go upstairs, see that the phone is still there, but there is a phone on the third floor in my parents' room, so we go towards the stairs and what we saw chilled us to the bone. A man, late 40s, early 50s is all I can really tell you because the second we saw him, me and my brother scream, run out of our front door and go straight to our neighbor's house. We tell them what happened. They proceed to call the police and our parents. They came so fast, and I don't know what was wrong with the man, but he never left the house. He just stood there, and the police arrested him. From what I heard, he was placed in a mental hospital, but that's just what I heard. 
this this story may not be totally crazy compared to others, but I just think what could have happened to me and my brother if my uncle didn't decide to call. And that's it. That's <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> Very. Wow. It reminded me of Black Christmas, like and having someone in your house just like. Yeah, lurking. and it's funny that she, like, or they. I don't they, know. Yeah. Who. Uh, it's funny that their mind went to like, oh, someone had to answer the phone rather than someone could have just, whoever was calling just hung up. Mm -hmm. Like, their mind just went to, oh, someone had to answer the phone for it to stop ringing. Mm -hmm. And I would have been like, oh, I guess they hung up. And I would have stayed my ass downstairs and got and got by the man. Yeah, but I, um, I think I would have went that way because I'm pretty paranoid too. <laughs> and I kind of mm -hmm. like think about that stuff. It's like, okay, five times, not going to answer it. I probably would have been kind of sketched out too because you, you never know. And this happened a few years ago and they said they were 13. So this, they're probably like 15 or 16 now. And I'm, I'm like, that's wild. I can get a peephole in my door because... <laughs> I reach for a knife every time Monty come in from getting some. Because, look, here's my thing. Monty's always like, oh, I'm going to lock the door every time he goes, like, to the mailbox. Or mm -hmm. we have lockers or our packages are delivered to. Mm -hmm. Every time he has to go outside and come back in, he's like, oh, let me lock the door. But sometimes I... See, I'm a little paranoid, but in a different way. So in my mind, I'm worried about him. I'm like, well, if somebody's mm. chasing you mm -hmm. and you got to hurry up and get in the house and you got to mm -hmm. fiddle with your keys mm -hmm. to unlock the door, I want you to be able to just run in, lock the door, yeah, yeah. be like, bae, get the knife, right? <laughs> so, because we, we don't have a gun, we got knives. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, no, leave the door unlocked. So then every time he, I hear the door... I shout to him to make sure it's him, and I always, like, reach for a knife just in case. I've never had that bedside like, knife. I'd be, knife. I be worried yeah. that one day somebody else is going to walk That's in. That's so scary. That's so and sketchy. Like, <laughs> and it's like, like they said, if their uncle didn't call, they would have never known that dude was just, like, lurking. Yeah, that's so... That's very mm -hmm. unsafe. And to go through that when you're, like, 13 and, like, you're with your sibling or whatever, like, that's so... But they did the right thing. I, they and didn't then have I was tripping off the fact they had three floors in their house. Like, who are you? Where did probably, you grow they probably, up? They're probably counting the basement. I think some some people, like, count the basement as, like, a, a layer. So, like, the basement... The, the first, basement level is the basement level. Basement level, base, and then... Second floor. Some people. It depends yeah. on where you live. Um, I guess. Yeah, people are weird. But yeah, I don't have any F-ups for them. I think they kind of did the right thing. They yeet it yep. out of the house. They yeet it and went to the neighbor. That's, yep. that's the best screamed. thing you can do. And screamed. And screamed. You always got to scream. Remember yes. to scream. They don't like it, mm -mm. which mm -mm. is good. Got to do the things <laughs> they don't like some of the time. Um, but yeah, very much remember, reminded me of Black Christmas, especially since he like, he, he like went to a mental hospital and the guy from Black Christmas was from a mental hospital. How did he get upstairs? Oh man. It, How is he upstairs on the third floor? Just lurking. Without just lurking. walking through the front door. How did he get up there? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Creepy. The world sh shall never know. But yeah, that was from Reddit. Um, like I said, it's in the Let's Not Meet section of Reddit. You guys can check that out. Um 
creepy, creepy times. So that's the end of our show. Uh, thank you so much, you guys, for tuning in, listening in on another episode of Gore Friends. Um, it is my week next week, and I'm pretty excited because I got my whole things lined up for like a few months now. And I'm oh shoot, a few months, a few months. Show. I'll just say this: it's a series, and it's from a director we love. So <laughs> I gave the whole thing away. Maybe if, if people are here for a while, people. if they're here for a while, they'll know. But um, yeah, excited, excited. Um, you, you have anything to say, story, before we close out for the week? Nah, man. Thanks for listening, man. Love you, man. <laughs> You guys are amazing. Um, we'll see you next week. Enjoy the rest of your day, afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening to this. And we love you. Bye, girlfriends. Bye.